You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. So hello, you're listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Kedron Elliott, and my partner in crime. It's me, Liz Parkin. <laughs> hello. Hello, how are you doing today, Liz? I'm good, thank you very much, Kedron. Oh. How's life with you? Yes, it's good, thank you. Um, I'm going to start off with, did we do our homework last week? <laughs> yes, we had nice homework, didn't we? Yes. Have you noticed how some of our homeworks, we haven't been very good at handing in, have we? <laughs> no, we haven't. Well, we've class. just we've just not mentioned it, and our and our guest our, our listeners haven't mentioned it either. <laughs> but we did our homework this week, didn't we? What did yes. you do? So we talked about in the first episode about how I did Inktober and doing some drawing, and how I felt that that would really help me, like you know, just relax, take my mind off things. So I've uh, done some more drawing this week. Excellent. Have you done it in black and white? No, I've done it in colour this time because I did most of my drawings in black and white and a little bit of colour. But I thought, well, you know, let's put some colour in it this time. Is that because Luigi's inspired you? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, it's almost black and white. There's a bit of red in there, isn't there? (laughs) Better tell the listeners who Luigi is. Well, I think most of the listeners know who Luigi is now. It's my my little car. It's white and red, yeah. so of course we need a bit of colour in Kedrin's life. Mm-hmm. Lovely jubbly. What have you been doing this week then, Liz? To well, self? my kitchen is coming on an absolute treat, and we were yes looking at our self-care treats for ourselves this week. So I have been looking after the last few weeks. I've been really good actually looking after my nails. And do you know what I do? I, I sit when I'm on my team meetings on Zoom and Teams. I sit and I file my nails and I massage in my Tropic oils because it actually she really does help strengthen them so I've been making sure that I either file them or polish them or take the polish off so when I'm when I'm having important meetings with my my pledge team I'm there doing my nails but I actually find that helps me concentrate because otherwise I might be kind of looking at my computer and surfing and whatever and uh, yeah also speak I we talked about tropic products last week briefly with our guest uh, Laura and I haven't got a bath in my house, so I had a shower with my nice tropic bubble bath, which I'm waiting, I'm still waiting for my bath to arrive, uh, which will now be the 18th of December. Jasper involved in that? That's that's Liz's dog, by the way. Do you know, Jasper has, on two occasions, Jasper has this very peculiar, we say the word shower, and he jumps up onto our lap, he literally stands to attention, and if we say the word bath, he will go and step into the shower because we, we haven't got a bath in our house at the moment as I said so he has his shower and that's it He and it's MJ's little thing he just loves to yeah have a shower so uh, on two occasions Jasper has joined me in the shower <laughs> I'm like oh my god Jasper you weirdo what's the matter with you and they're like okay you want a shower yeah stand there <laughs> so yeah that's very eco-friendly having a shower with your dog yeah well it'd be better than having a bath with your dog wouldn't it I don't think <laughs> I thought draw- you could just say with MJ then <laughs> I'd rather have a bath with a dog. (laughs) Right, draw the line at that. Moving swiftly on, let's introduce our guest. (laughs) Moving swiftly on. Poor MJ, does he ever listen to these podcasts? Because he does get mentioned quite a few times. Actually, funny you should say that, because last week I was listening to this... um, which one was I listening to? And I said, oh, sorry, MJ. I can't even remember what I said, but it was something along the lines of, was it MJ cooking did I refer to? Oh, it, or yeah, t- keeping tidy or something. Yeah, keeping tidy. Keeping yeah. tidy. And I thought, oh, shall I just talk very loudly over this or shall I press pause? Anyway, I let it play. Did he listen? Oblivious. Did he notice? Oblivious. Mr. Oblivious, exactly. 
Oh, that's great. We can say what we like then, yes. can't we? Ab. Anyway, right. moving on to our guest who does yes. know MJ and has known oh. MJ for longer than I've okay. known MJ. <laughs> we best say nice things then. Um, yes, so keeping in um, our theme from last week on food and food, things. Yeah. yeah. We can introduce. Maybe Amy. I'll be allowed to talk more this time. Yeah. Last week, Janie, I wasn't allowed to speak. I was, I didn't have, I didn't have a word, get a word in edgeways with Kedrin and her ex-colleague who, uh, well, currently teach, uh, is a Slimming World consultant. Um, but they were having a right old chops away about Slimming World. And I was just thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of those failed, uh, what's it you call them, members that uh, doesn't do a homework. <laughs> and doesn't do doesn't homework. work for everybody. <laughs> so I have drafted in my friend Janie Bishop, who is a nutritionist. And do you call it a nutritionist or nutrition advisor? Or it's the correct terminology is a nutritional therapist. Nutritional. I prefer therapist. nutritionist, but apparently we are nutritional therapists. I heard there was a different way of mm. explaining yourself. Right. Okay. That's why I wanted to check. So. Thank you very much indeed for coming along. You've been advising me on my diet in a very holistic way. You very kindly lent me some books, one of which I'm returning to you today. I'm keeping Thank hold you. of the other two, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Janie, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. I I suppose I had a bit of a midlife crisis some years ago. I used to be a designer. I was a trained fashion designer and I stopped doing that probably when I had a child. I did a bit of freelance work for a big company called Bowden. That was my last proper um, Lovely stuff. Design Bending. job, yeah. as it were. And, um, but I've always been interested in nutrition. When I was deciding what to do my degree in, I couldn't, I really thought about doing dietetics. But the issue with dietetics was A, you needed chemistry A level. Mm. Um, and it would have meant going back to college to do another two years of doing a chemistry, well, O level and an A level. Um, and also with dietetics, it looks more at just the, if you've got, for instance, if you've got a digestive issue, a dietitian will look at you and probably just give you something that will address the actual uncomfortable feeling in your tummy. Mm-hmm. Um, what are those? Rene. Oh, right, yeah. Whereas with nutrition, it's more working with food and looking at the whole person mm. and trying to get to the root of what is causing the digestive issues. It's what we were mm-hmm. saying last week, wasn't it? Treat the cause, cause. not the symptoms. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Mm. And I started to look at courses that were around, and there was one that I was really interested in, but it was only in London. And schlepping back and forth to London, because obviously I need to work, I've got a mortgage to pay, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, wasn't feasible. Then they were offering the same course, which was at the College of Naturopathic Medicine in Birmingham, Manchester. Bristol was where it started. Obviously, London is a massive college there. So I looked at it and decided I'd take the plunge mm. and enrolled on a three-year course. Oh, wow. Quite a lot of time I did spend crying, wondering what on earth am I doing. <laughs> it was very difficult because I was going back to learning, which I haven't done since my degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of it was a test to see if I still had a brain. <laughs> and I passed, so I obviously still have a brain. But where the College of Naturopathic Medicine was very good is that we did actually have 200 hours of clinical time with mm. real people. Which, if I'm honest, was completely terrifying because you had a, an audience watching you. And judging what you were doing, you got marked at the end of it. You also got failed if you went over your time. Anyway, the bottom line was I passed. So (laughs) that's how I'm here now. And I now have clients. 
I was meant to be taking over an integrated health practice in Whitchurch called Healing Time, which was a very successful business. But unfortunately, because of COVID, it meant a lot of the practitioners weren't working anymore. Mm. So we were advised not to go ahead. Um, I have about 54 million jobs, quite varied, <laughs> but my passion is nutrition mm. and has been since I was probably about 15. Right. Brilliant. So what is it that you love so much about nutrition? Um, I think it's the effect of food. Basically, when I was about 15 or 16, I went on a diet <laughs> and I slowly cut everything out, which I'm not advising any listeners to do, by the way. And I was revising for my A-levels and I started to eat a lot of carrots and I didn't really realise I had to go to the doctor about something else. I said, you know, I look a bit yellow, but we used to go away every winter. So I had a quite a good year all round tan. Great. And he said to me, yes, I can see you look a bit yellow, but you're not jaundice. It was my palms and my soles of my feet that were yellow. And the phone rang at the same time. It was another doctor and he said, oh, I've got a young lady here who's looking a bit orange but she's not jaundice he said ask her if she's been on a carrot juice diet which i hadn't mm. but it had just kicked off in america and people had died oh god it's oh called hypercarotinemia i didn't realize ah. it would kill you yeah well it's it's the carrots contain vitamin a which yeah. is fat soluble so you don't get rid of it naturally so your liver stores it up and stores <gasps> it up so you go yellow which i didn't really mind but when my hair started to fall out a bit i didn't like the idea of carrots yellow were you eating a lot but was it just carrots? You weren't eating no, anything not, else? No, not too much of anything else. Yeah, mm. I went a bit um, over the top. Carrot yeah. mad. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and it's probably the fact that I wasn't eating much else to... Yeah, disperse d- it yes, or share d- it. Yeah, out. exactly. Could you see in the dark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but grew great buck teeth. <laughs> uh, yeah, funny now I need glasses, but there you go. <laughs> yes. So that was from oh, that doc. and the effect of realizing the very powerful effect food can have on your body you should call yourself carrot nutrition <laughs> take yeah. you back to your first experience Mind, of yes. nutrition and what not to do mind you i don't know if uh, that would be very good for oh dear people. you don't want people gosh to that's yellow. interesting no. yeah and it also makes your your bones your limbs ache as well and you get a bit itchy gosh. of course it's your liver and if your liver's stressed it can cause itchiness. Right, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before, yeah. So, I mean, that's a really extreme case of, like, showing what you, where you put yeah. in your body and the effect that you can yeah. have. Yeah, uh, With the clients that you see now, what kind of things are you seeing that people are having trouble with and what kind of things do you advise them to help them with their physical and, and I suppose, their mental health and what kind of things do you do? I think, I mean, I've had clients with so many different issues. My, one of my first clients who... I saw when I was at college and I loved her. I think there's certain people you meet in life that you're meant to meet. Mm. Mm. And she was pretty crippled with rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disorder, a lot of which can stem from the gut. We haven't got time to talk about the gut, but gut brain be another episode. is yeah, so yeah, important. So. Mm. And what you put in your body and in your gut does affect the way your brain thinks. Mm-hmm. And so... What she wanted to do was she worked at the hospital in the chaplaincy. She wanted to be able to go back to doing that because she was walking with sticks and all Mm. the rest of it. Anyway, I had her stool tested and from that it showed that she'd got a lot of bad bacteria, very little good bacteria. She'd got something that was potentially pathogenic. So I did something which is called a 5R programme where you strip back the diet completely. You take out any irritants, so you remove gluten, you remove caffeine, you remove sugar, alcohol, preferably dairy. 
She was pretty vegetarian. She was a, a Muslim, so there's certain foods they don't eat mm-hmm. anyway. Late 60s, um, I put her on quite a regime of certain supplements. She also had very high inflammatory markers. Mm. And the concern was some, what was driving that. Was there something, a parasite that she got, which she actually didn't have, that was driving them? Anyway, she was fantastic. I mean, she even ate raw garlic every morning. Crikey. Which is, she was really... Was committed. Yeah, yeah very yeah. committed. She was incredible. She had lots of vegetable juices. She cut out all grains, obviously gluten, wheat, because I don't know if you know, but wheat can be very um, inflammatory to the mm, body. Mm. Six months, nine months later, she sent me a video of her walking over stepping stones over a stream. She was back at the chaplaincy, able to work. Her pain threshold, not a pain threshold, but she'd improved phenomenally. Mm. So, and obviously mentally that had helped her because she was in pain all the time. A lot of her family were medics and they wanted her to take lots of pharmaceutical drugs, which can also have quite a nasty side effect. They're quite strong. Mm. Um, and she, this was her last chance, really. She'd seen quite a lot of different um, holistic practices, but they hadn't been successful. Mm. This worked. So that's an example of how changing what she ate. She had a very high sugary diet before that. Mm. Um, Lots of cakes and sweets, which again, sugar, very quickly broken down in your body. It makes your blood sugar go through the roof, then it crashes down. That's quite traumatic to your body. And it also feeds bad bacteria. So basically... Remove the sugar. It mm-hmm. it took. It's not a quick fix. Mm. And really, it was probably a year. I changed her supplement regime. We slowly started to reintroduce certain foods. And she knows now, because um, I've kept in touch with her, that if she eats sugar, she'll have a flare-up, mm. which I find quite fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think it is fascinating. And I know you and I have spoken before about the... Well, the book you lent me is about the GL diet and yeah. the glycemic load and yeah. the glycemic index yeah. and I think in my head this is one of the reasons I don't I don't I'm not going to say Slimming World doesn't work for me because I have lost weight on Slimming World but what I like about this GL diet is exactly what my dad liked about it 15 years ago bless him before he died he got into it because he was a scientist and he started to see the glycemic load and the glycemic index and nutrition from a science point of view yeah. and he suddenly started to understand if I put those foods inside me it triggers this in yeah. me and he was diabetic and he had yeah. all sorts of complications with that yeah. and it's kind of since talking to you recently and you kindly shared that book with me it's got me thinking actually that's what I believe in I believe that my that there are certain things that do cause problems in my body and, and what I need to do is learn to be as disciplined as your client and eradicate those things or do that kind of trying this and trying that and trying the other diet and whereas you know slimming world I, I totally value and I know how great it's been for you kids but you see I haven't got the discipline to to eat all those free foods and you know eat loads and loads of pasta and think it's free la 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 and then get to the end of the day and think I'll have a glass of wine or I'll, and then suddenly all that free food that I've eaten or I've gone out for a meal and, and I've fallen off that swimming world wagon. That doesn't, that's the bit that doesn't work for me. So I've got this little thing in my head going, it doesn't really work for you. Whereas I feel quite positive about, because it's from a more scientific point of view and understanding exactly what all the, or I want to learn 
what all these foods actually do to me and I'm becoming far more mindful of things that I'm eating and how my body feels as a result of those. So it's listening to your body. Mm. And the thing is with the glycemic index is foods that are of a high glycemic index are things like white pasta, mm. which have got no nutritional value whatsoever. So, yes, they fill you up and they make you feel happy for a very short time. But ultimately, they will cause, if that's what you eat most of the time, which are called refined carbohydrates, it will lead to anxiety Mm. because it's hard for your digestive system and it's got no nutritional value to it. It also makes your blood sugar levels spike because your body breaks down carbohydrates very quickly and turns it into glucose. If you eat more wholemeal pastas, for instance... You're putting lots of good vitamins into your body because mm. um, there is a link as well with vitamin de- deficiencies and mineral deficiencies with mental health. B vitamins, lots of B vitamins in whole D wheat pasta. Yes. Yeah, vitamin D, magnesium. A lot of the nutrients that you find in natural vegetables and fruits and more what I call not processed foods and not ready meals. Mm you're putting some goodness into your body, Mm. which, listen to your body. Yeah, yeah. But we've all got so used to a quick fix and eating foods that unfortunately are very high on the glycemic Mm. index. Mm -hmm. And most people are not running away from a tiger. Mm. So guess what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weight on. (laughs) (laughs) Or or hunting for their food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. While while you're just talking about that, um, when I was a swimming world consultant, we went on some additional training and their training is really, really good. And they talked exactly what you just said there about how modern day life is so different from when we were in caves and we were having to run after away from tigers and hunt and gather for ourselves. But it's not just that fact. It's the time-saving equipment that we have in the house so you know you can to get a meal you just have to pick up the phone you don't have to do anything else you don't have to cook it you don't even have to um go to the shops to get the ingredients you don't have to do the washing up afterwards it's taken away all that physical activity that Mm. maybe you're doing before so i think that's absolutely fascinating because there's lots of things in the modern day life that have taken us away and got us into this this situation we have with our diet But we also did ask our listeners to ask us any questions because we've got a couple of people that are talking about food and mood. And now this is this is a bit of a curveball question. Is ah. um, someone asked me why do blueberries make you happy? Well, funnily enough, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they are actually. Pa- I might be saying this wrong, by the way. Okay. They're packed with, full of something called reservatrols, oh. which are we had flavonoids last week, which are very high in antioxidants. Mm-hmm. Now, antioxidants are what you find in vegetables and fruit, and they help fight inflammation in your body. Okay, so I'm hearing a theme there because you're talking yeah. quite about a lot yeah. about inflammation. Yeah, and basically. What happens is is that they are the reservatrol has been found to reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. Oh right! So it's interesting that your listener uh-huh. ate some blueberries and felt happy because yeah. that is mm. sort of like wow, quick fix. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the reasoning behind it. Yeah. But you will find there's certain other um, antioxidants. Um, sockeye salmon, wild sockeye salmon, has got a very high amount of I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, it's antaxothiathins. <laughs> and again, it's 
very anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. because a lot of us are inflamed if you eat a quite mm. an acidic diet, mm. which is things like fried food, processed food, refined carbs. Your body will become inflamed without you realising it. And antioxidants are what help to quench that and mm. stop yourselves from becoming different and disease, basically. Mm-hmm becoming diseased with themselves yeah 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 yeah. so hence blueberries it's fascinating how can you put a figure on how many blueberries do you need you're you're feeling low you're feeling depressed and you're told to eat blueberries how long how many do you have to eat and how long will it take before you and i'm not saying eat just blueberries and turn into a yellow carrot like you did (laughs) yeah yeah. but what what a portion a portion is considered um a a good palmful and the one thing i will say is that I love blueberries but I had a health condition last year so I try and buy organic foods yeah and you've got a cost factor as well yeah with organic and most people haven't got particularly with what's going on at the minute they haven't got a bottomless pit yeah so a, a good handful of blueberries and always make sure you wash them because they are quite heavily sprayed if they're not organic I know that's interesting because that's something I'm really lazy at doing and yeah I really I worked in a health food shop many moons ago in my early, well, 1920, and they were... In 1920? I've aged quite well, haven't I? It's all, yeah. my, it's all my tropic products, you know. So, and my blueberries, obviously. Um, but we used to sell something called veg wash. And used to be able to wash your veg, and it would it really? would literally take away oh. all the all the nasties that were sprayed on. And I I haven't. I'm, it's just you saying that now. I thought, oh, I really ought to go back to doing that because I now will find an apple and I'll eat it. I'm like, oh goodness me, I can taste me on that apple, and I will give it a good scrub and a, and a good clean. But sometimes if I don't really taste it on grapes are a bad one certain certain shops certain brands of grapes grapes, it could be pretty I've known I've thrown punnets of grapes away before where I literally haven't been able to get the the, that that taint off them so I think I need to review this veg veg wash I can see the bottle in my in my eye now um but that was a a have you heard of the dirty dozen no google the dirty dozen and it comes up with the vegetables and fruits that are the most sprayed oh really yeah Right, that's yeah. interesting. And I think blueberries are at the top of the list. Gosh, okay. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, something you did say about cost of blueberries. I um, buy blueberries, I buy them a lot. I do eat a lot of blueberries, but I do tend to buy them when they are cheap and reduced and I just whack them straight in the freezer and then eat them uh, and, they're, and they're fine. Sometimes they're not as, you know, that they haven't got that fresh blueberry crispness, well, yeah. but... If you're blending them up or if you're just eating them on your cereal or whatever, which I tend to do, sometimes I put them in my gin, they they <laughs> taste absolutely they, <laughs> they taste absolutely fine. And I think and, and Marks and Spencer's Five a day. Marks and Spencer's on a Saturday afternoon, like late on, is great because you just go out, everything's got yellow labels on and you just like loads of fruit and vegetables and things. Oh really? Um, and I bought some yeah, I, I do that a lot with, with fruit and veg. Bung it in the freezer, definitely. Mm. There's a lot to consider there isn't there and for our listeners what would be some of your like kind of top tips about little things they might be able to change with their diet that would be beneficial to to their health to their mood as well I think yeah yeah Yeah. well I think for the to help their mood try and reduce the amount of I'm not going to say eliminate because Mm. it's hard to isn't it yeah it is and people get disheartened when they suddenly, you know, they think, oh, God, I didn't do that. And then, oh, I may as well give up then. 
Um, try and reduce the amount of processed foods you eat. Reduce the amount of refined sugar you have. Limit your fatty uh, fried foods because all of those foods, particularly with some of the processed foods that will have a lot of food colourings mm. and additives in, which have been proven to cause anxiety oh and particularly in children. Mm. Um, I was just reading around this a bit. This is an aside and I'll probably warble off on something completely different in a minute. But it's called Yellow Five. It's got another name. We still have it here. It's been banned in Austria and another country. It's still allowed in America. Yellow food colour, obviously sweets. Skittles have removed it. Mm -hmm. um, but it actually stems from petroleum. Oh, good Lord. And oh I my thought, God. oh, my God. Mm. It's things like that. So try and remove as much as that sort of food. Eat natural food if you can. I know it's probably more cooking from fresh is more time consuming. But in the long run, if you're savvy, it probably is cheaper. Yeah. And the five a day saying that came out how many years ago? I mean, again, there's been various studies done that people who eat at least five a day suffer from left, less depression and less anxiety. Mm. Well, what does that tell you? And people who are eating a lot of processed foods and refined foods, fast foods, are 51% 51, 51 of them will suffer with mental health issues. Mm. So if That's you can... massive. It is. It's a massive yeah. thing. I found it with... Um, when I was teaching primary school years ago... Um, we, there was a study done on what we're feeding children and what children are having for their lunchbox and why is it you're having all these problems in the classroom and particularly with children that are either diagnosed or maybe not diagnosed with ADHD, autism, any sort of sort of behavioural disorder or challenge, you can look at what they've had for their lunch and, and why that set them off. And it's like the whole e-number thing, isn't it, yeah. which you talk about with kids. But yeah, there was a lot, of, lot done when I was teaching a few years back on how to... I think if you that. can just start to introduce, if because a lot of people don't eat any vegetables, or they might have one a day, um, substituting some snacks with carrot sticks or cucumber mm. sticks. I mean, I love pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds, and I just stick them in the oven. I put a bit of organic soy sauce on it and a bit of Himalayan salt, pepper, roast them. You have to keep your eye on them because they yeah, turn they quite quickly. Quite, yeah, yeah. But they're delicious. Yeah, yeah. And everybody I've given them to says, oh, oh gosh, yeah. really like that. Yeah. So instead of eating crisps, just try and think. I know for a lot of people it's hard because they just don't know. Well, it's a being organised, and yeah. it's like going back to Slimming World. I know when I did well at Slimming World, someone once told me, you need to be four meals ahead of yourself, and I thought, do you know that makes a lot of sense? You yes, need to you know said about that. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner today, yeah. and at least breakfast yeah. and lunch tomorrow, and then yeah. I, I've, I've got some organised. Yeah. And that's the same. You know, I, I start all very well, and I buy a load of seeds, and I roast them, and I make this, and I make that, but that might last for one Saturday that lasts me a whole week, and then suddenly, oh, I've uh, haven't planned anything else now. So it's just about the planning for it me. It is, and yeah, and it's it's a change in lifestyle. It's it's not a diet as such. Mm. Um, it is a change in lifestyle and I think one of the biggest issues that we're facing now is the introduction of fast food, processed foods. I mean, I, a friend of mine has a restaurant, well, one in Nantwich, Enzo, um, Giovanni's in Crewe. And if you go down Crewe Road on a Friday night, the amount of takeaways, mm. the queues are phenomenal. Mm. And as 
Kedrin, you said earlier, it's so easy now for people just to pick up a phone. I mean, my son does it when he comes home on the holidays. Mm. A pizza. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's just thinking, actually, hang on a minute. Yeah. Maybe let's, instead of having a takeaway, why don't we have a few vegetables, I mean, cauliflower, cauliflower cheese, grate it up, have a cauliflower rice. It sounds very idealistic, but it's just getting into that routine and changing the thought process. I think that should be our homework, kids, every week, because we're not very good at always doing a homework and remembering our homework. But what if we have a long-term homework, which is, when you're good at this anyway, but for me particularly, cook something new each week or try something new. Absolutely. Try a and make that every week. A point on every week on our podcast and we can grill each other about what we've what we've pardon me, about what we've cooked <laughs> and what we've uh, I, I do try to do that. I mean like during my time at being swimming world I went from being a meat eater to being vegetarian and then quite quickly to get to being vegan. And even just joining Slimming World, it, yeah. I tried things that I hadn't tried before yeah. and different ways of cooking. And, and again, going back to being vegetarian, because it was a long time ago that I was vegetarian, and then going to being vegan. And I've tried lots of different things I haven't tried before and, and, and cooked different th- different ways. Mm. But I love to cook. And I suppose sometimes it's like, I think Jamie Oliver did an awful lot of good stuff, didn't he? Mm, uh, especially yeah. around like uh, the price of food and yeah. getting the most out of the ingredients that yeah. you buy. Yeah. But then it's thinking about, well, if people are afraid to cook or try new things, how can you kind of get them to get out of their comfort zones? And that's that can be quite hard, can't I it? I think it's very hard for people. And I think, I mean, maybe that's where you guys can help. Mm. People can email questions into you and you can maybe fire them back at me yeah and say look this person's got a really limited budget they've mm. got three children under the age of five one hates meat one hates cheese yeah. one and maybe we could come up with a solution because maybe you could have, have your own podcast yes. <laughs> and, and then you could field all your own name, questions yeah. Yeah, but we would be very happy to do that, mm. actually. And also, I'm uh, <laughs> open up the gauntlet here. Listeners could send us recipes to try as well. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. See, I I made some pesto. It's the first time I've ever made pesto, by the way. And, and as an aside, it's also having a bit more time to try things as yeah, well. With lockdown, yeah. I've lost it of work. So I thought, oh, I'm going to make some pesto. And quickly Googled it. And again... Giovanni's has got quite a good vegan menu as well. And I thought, hmm, I wonder what it would be like if I tried it with vegan cheese. So have you ever tried making pesto? No. Not uh, not since I've been a vegan. Yeah, right. I've made it before, right. yeah. Right. I just wonder what the difference was. Maybe I'll do that little experiment next yeah. week then or something. Well, well, generally, you make uh, pesto with parmesan, don't you? And I think it's Violite cheese that I have found is the best vegan yeah. cheese I mean they all really vary and obviously it's not cheese cheese no but they do a parmesan style cheese which I think would probably work quite well because you're right. mixing it with the garlic and yes. the basil and things so you've got other the strong flavors in yeah. there haven't you yeah but even things like that I mean um we bought a cheese which was supposed to be like a halloumi style cheese right but I would say it was more like parmesan but we grate it into a risotto and honestly myself and my partner who's not vegan and my stepdaughter enjoy it more than just n- use normal parmesan it's got quite a distinct nutty oh, well, sort of flavor that would be great that's, well yeah. that'll go with the pine nuts well, in, that, uh, that one absolutely yeah mine. definitely yeah um but i think the other thing is like rather than our listeners being dependent on us three to help them if somebody wanted to make some choices where could could they start their journey and do you have any like 
tips on online or places they could go or you know contacting you because you do a whole kind of uh, consultation with them don't you yes as far as a consultation goes I mean I am actually offering a 15 minute free consultation over the phone Um, if anybody wants to call me obviously on the understanding that if I'm working elsewhere I'll call them back but Mm -hmm. I promise I will do because a consultation is actually obviously because you're trying to get to the root of what might the issue be I mean if the issue is weight they want to lose weight it's never just about losing weight Mm. there's always something else and when you start digging I mean I go right back to where you breastfed and then it starts from there and it's amazing how many times you say to them they say no I haven't oh actually oh yes I I did have an operation and I did have antibiotics Um, oh yeah and I used to get sore throats a lot when I was up to when I was 12 years of age. It's things like that, and Mm. slowly you get a pattern. So if it was a consultation, it's quite a long process. I sit with somebody for an hour and a half, go through everything, and then I'll put a plan together for them. I'll also ask them to do a food diary, a week's food diary, where they record everything, and they have to be honest, where they record everything they <laughs> yeah, food diaries in the swimming world, and I yeah. know them, but yeah. can't always understand that. People do find it quite interesting mm. because they don't realise. No, people what don't. In the mouth. That, we call it diet amnesia. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. What you eat, what you drink, your wee, how often you go to it for a wee, your colour, if there's a smell. Mm-hmm. And That's also, a good indication yeah. of your health, isn't it? Yeah. We also talk a lot about poo because mm-hmm. that <laughs> is very important. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a reflection of what's going through your body or mm. not going through your body. Mm. Um, it's amazing how, again, stress, anxiety can. It, if you're stressed and, and anxious, it completely shuts down your digestive system, and you might think you're kind of processing things, but actually, it's like it, it's it's hard. It's putting your body under a lot of stress. Mm. So the knock-on effect on that can lead to constipation or diarrhea. It, mm. Digestion's a very, very. Um, it's a subject in itself times ten, and also the gut and the gut link with the brain and how messages can go from your gut up to your brain and give you cravings so it's not actually you craving something it's something called your vagus nerve but again that's another subject but by all means if anybody wants to give me a call um there are some really good websites out there but i'd need to have a think okay. and, and get back to you because yeah, i don't sure. want to give you some that's fine because we'll do uh, when we upload we'll put uh, show notes we can have some yeah. information yeah. about you and anything else you think yeah. you want to include yeah that's fine brilliant okay. well thank you very much Janie. we no, have my pleasure. come thank to you. the end of this episode but i think there's plenty more to be covered over <laughs> have, have over we got time. time to ask Janie about her top tips for mental health top and, tips for mental and health what makes her happy what makes you yeah. happy Janie? Yeah. what is happiness Depends oh, where you're right. at in life. Oh, wait, I better yeah, go at yeah. the end of the podcast that long, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on an aside, I do. I did have a mental breakdown many years ago, and I am prone to anxiety and depression. And I've done quite a lot of research with um, L-theanine, which is found in various foods. It helps with producing serotonin, etc., um, which are neurotransmitters, which help with your mood, anxiety, depression, sleep. Um, so I do take. There's two supplements which I do swear by one is saffron mm. and as in the, the, the yes, spice that oh, yeah. yeah there's been an awful lot of research with saffron and anxiety and depression mm. and the other one is l-theanine and lemon balm which is very calming um without it hasn't had doesn't have the same effect as valerian for instance so mm. it doesn't turn you into one, a bit yeah. of a it's you can function perfectly okay but it just takes the you don't just don't get that anxious and the other important thing to mention here, if anybody's interested, is look at magnesium. 
which is in a lot of foods, leafy mm. green veg for one. Magnesium is very important for brain health and relaxing. Okay. But if anybody wants to give me a call, please do so. And just quickly, how do you take those supplements? Are oh, they tablet form? Yeah, they're a, they're a capsule. Yeah. Again, you need to get a good brand. I would need to talk to somebody before recommending okay. them because okay. you've got to look at what medication they're on, yeah. et cetera, sure. et cetera. It's just not a question of, oh, here you go. Mm-hmm. And the other supplements which are very important for mental health is omega-3 fish oils basically oh yes uh, because your brain those, yeah. needs fats but it needs good fats mm. doesn't need cheese and dairy and fried foods it needs things like fish oil avocado nuts mm. all of which are very high in certain oils which help your brain and they help your body cells communicate with each other so low-fat diets not good no, that was another sort of yeah that was i remember that with swimming world not allowed an avocado it's sins i was like but avocados you, are good for you you can, you can have it it's yeah but just... if you're gonna have sins in avocado i'd rather have a mars bar thing <laughs> i mean come on let's face wrong it wrong attitude <laughs> can i just share with you, you i was googling your yellow coloring yellow number five oh, yeah. and it comes up it says it's known as yellow number five or tartrazine yes. which i've heard yeah, of yeah. definitely before and, Popular yellow colour made from petroleum products. Verdict, yellow number five is not vegan. So you find out where. Yeah. And petroleum, interestingly, one of the things that got me into Tropic products a couple of years ago was I had these little melia spots on my cheeks and I was using um, the Nivea, the Blue Pot of Nivea, forever. That's all I've ever used. And as I started using the Tropics and using that cleansing, toning, whatever properly, these little spots used to, disappeared. And, and afterwards, I did a bit of research and lo and behold, it was petroleum mm. that was in Nivea that was causing these these yeah. spots. So it's so fascinating. And you find out and we're in this world of, I know you talk about fast food and stuff, but also the media yeah. and the marketing that goes oh, out yeah. to con people simple simple has got a fragrance that smells of nothing to to mask the smell of when it's gone off but that is causing people acne problems skin problems you know the whole there's loads and loads of stuff that we could delve into about food and stuff we put on our faces and products that we use cleaning products oh don't get me started number for yellow five is e102 i think that might be on my list of things i'm not allowed to eat that we went through right then we must call it a day there and thank you very much indeed Janie how can people get in touch with you oh um my mobile number yep is 07866 482873 or you can email me on janie.bishop number one at icloud.com and that's j-a-n-i-e yeah I've got it with a Y in my phone so I think I might change it right then thank you very much ladies Thank you. Nice to see you both. We'll yeah, uh, you, hear from you again. Indeed. We'll get Janie trained up so she's in our own podcast. Yeah. See you later, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy.